This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Football Theory. I am Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. And pleased to be joined by the coach. He is a former high school coach at Capel, Brownwood, Belton, Rotan, Burn it. Played college football at Abilene Christian. Coached at Abilene Christian on uh, two different occasions. Was on the uh, UT staff as a consultant, also as an analyst, multiple occasions for about five seasons. He's got a lot of things on his resume, and I can't name them all. He's a very accomplished man, but we're happy uh, to call him the coach. Hey, what's going on, Coach? This is uh, Coach Shipley joining us on Football Theory. How you doing, Coach? Hey, great, Rod. How you doing, babe? I'm doing good. I appreciate you joining. Also, you can catch Coach's uh, latest ventures at ShipleyRanches.com. Go to ShipleyRanches.com to find out what Coach is into. All right, Coach, appreciate you joining us as always. I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate the time. Before we get deep into some football conversation here, uh, first give a shout-out to our sponsor uh, and also uh, who has obviously uh, supported Football Theory for a long time. So we appreciate Laura Baker. Uh, She is an accomplished Austin realtor. Uh, Laura and the Andy L and the Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Give her a shout today at 512-784-0505. That's 512-784-0505. All right, coach, couple of things that I want to get into uh, related to Texas football. Uh, first, we'll talk about some of the guys who are, increasing and improving their draft stock, all right, throughout this draft process, the pre-draft process here. Uh, We'll talk about Tavondre Sweat uh, because at the Senior Bowl, at least the Senior Bowl practices, Tavondre Sweat has turned a lot of heads. I mean, you would think the Outland Outland Trophy winner wouldn't have to turn a lot of heads. He'd already be known, but he's turning a lot of heads. We'll talk about why that is the case. Also, we'll get into the latest news on the 40 Acres. They're losing their director of player personnel. Uh, Billy Glasscock. Coach, I know you're really close to the Texas program. You know a lot of the coaches. You're in that circle. Uh, you actually know uh, uh, Mr. Glasscock, Billy Glasscock. So I want to get your thoughts about them losing their director of player personnel, which is essentially these days your de facto GM at the college level. As a right. matter of fact, 
He is leaving to take the job at Ole Miss, and they're going to give him, I believe, the GM title at the University of Ole Miss. So we have two GMs now in college football. UCLA's got a GM named in title, and so does Ole Miss. Um, you know, we'll get into that, but that's essentially his role at Texas, leaving to take that same very role with a different title at the University of Ole Miss. We'll talk about that and also a growing uh, theory about coaching at the college and the NFL level that I want to get Coach Shipley's thoughts on. So we got a lot to dive into. Let's not waste any time. All right, Coach, uh, I don't know if you've, if you've got a chance to watch these uh, Senior Bowl practices or if you've seen some of the highlights of Tavondre Sweat, but he is literally moving guys against their will. He's taking some of these offensive linemen on some of these highlights, and he's pushing them back four, five yards. I mean, it's crazy. Even uh, pancaking somebody to a certain extent, putting them on their back. Uh, I, thought, I think he's had a phenomenal uh, Senior Bowl practice so far. Obviously, we hadn't played the games yet, but it's all about the practices in terms of you increasing and improving your draft stock. Uh, first of all, I want to get your thoughts overall about the Vandre Sweat. It's been a lot of talk lately about Byron Murphy and where he stands in the draft because I think he might be one of the first Longhorns drafted. Uh, but between both of these guys, I think you may have you know two of the top defensive players overall in this upcoming draft, especially with the way that Tavondre Sweat has performed at the senior bowl practices so far. Yeah, it, it's been impressive to watch him, you know, as he's uh, been taking on some of the best offensive linemen in the country. Uh, you know, and, and when you look at, at, at Byron and T. Sweat, you know, you're two very Im impressive guys, but but their styles, their body type, it's, it, you mm -hmm. know, it, it, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum, which really made them a great one and two punch, you know, at Texas. You've got, uh, you know, T. Sweat's probably, what, 6'4", 360 pounds on yeah. maybe if you skip breakfast. <laughs> and, and then, you know, Byron's 6'1", you know, a little over 300 pounds maybe. Um, so, you know, different body types. One of the things about uh, Sweat that makes him, uh, I, I think that makes him unique is that he has that innate ability uh, to time his, when, when, when he's not getting pressure on the quarterback, he might be putting pressure on him, but he has that innate ability to time his jumps where he yep. bats down passes. Yeah, he, he does the points. You know, he's 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 had success in that area, and that's something that you work on. You know, you you work on those things, but uh, if you know, it's kind of like hand-eye coordination. You know, you some people have it better than others. It's easier for some than it is for others. Yes, and it he is. obviously has that timing down. And and plus, when you're six four anyway, and you got the long arms, I don't know what his it's, it's wingspan is, but you know that's a pretty good mountain to throw over. You know, <laughs> almost four hundred pound guy. You know, and then he's reaching up in the air and and jumping on top of that. Uh, you know, that really that really helps him a lot. He's been impressive, and and, and you know, he's not a guy that's going to out finesse you with his uh, with his pass rushing. He's going, you know, he's a bull rusher type guy. He's going to try to get you get you know, try to get you on your heels. And if you can't get to the quarterback, then of course he's going to, you know, do everything he can to try to knock that ball down. But then you've got, you know, Byron is seems, seems, there seems to be a little more talk about him, you know? He, yep, it he, is. Yeah. He didn't have, you know, the quite the honors, but you know, he's also, I, I'm, I'm not saying uh, personality plays a very big role in these honors, but you know, uh, Sweat, he's he's got more of an outgoing personality. Yeah. When he makes a play, he he celebrates a little bit more, and 
you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, I think, did he catch a touchdown pass this year? Yeah, he did. Toward yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's got a little more publicity probably than Byron. But the thing I like about Byron is, you know, Byron is coach, Sark called him a bulldog, you know, the tenacity mm-hmm. that he has. His first step is so quick. He gets great penetration, which you can do because, as you know, when you're on the line, a lot of the battles are won as who, who can get underneath the pads of the other guy. Well, it's hard for a guy yep. like T-Wet to get under the pads because he's 6'4", you know. But you got a 6'1 guy, and, uh, you know, he can he, he can do a, 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 a little more damage of getting penetration because he has such strong lower body. His yep. hips and his legs are incredibly strong. He's got that really quick first step, and uh, he's just a tenacious player. So each one of them, uh, I think, will be high draft picks. Uh, you and I talked about this a little bit before the show. With, you know, uh, Byron may, you know, probably going to go higher uh, for for whatever reason. Maybe he fits. But you know, uh, and, and you made the point that the defensive linemen are, you know, some really well paid guys in the NFL. There's a huge value on defensive linemen. And uh, I think it could also come down for T-Sweat, whose scheme does he fit in, does he fit in well with? You know, somebody may they, they may have a scheme he fits in well with, but but they're deep at that area. Another one may they may want more of a run stopper kind of guy because T-Sweat is the run stopper of the two. You know, although he's made some sacks, he's he's just going to control his gap and the line of scrimmage probably a little bit better than than Byron, but. Uh, both of them, it seems to me, I've watched them practice for a couple of years and was involved in the recruiting process with both of those guys. Uh, the one thing that they have that you can't coach is, well, you, you can, you, you can emphasize it, it's just great work ethic. They, mm-hmm. they, work, they go full speed, you know, um, and their tenacity that they have in practice shows up in games, you know, because they, they love to practice full speed, so. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys. I hadn't seen as much video on Byron, you know, as I have. As he was have. he was out because of an injury, so okay. he uh, he so he didn't he didn't participate in the practices because oh, there was an injury of some kind. So the alone has only had two players that actually participated in the Senior Bowl practice. That was Christian Jones, and that was Savondre Sweat. The rest of the guys they pulled out because of minor injuries. Uh, but you're right. I love what you said though, Coach, about Savondre Sweat and Byron Murphy both. That Sweat is obviously a better run defender. Byron Murphy, I think, a better pass rusher from that interior D-line. But I think they're both underrated in the other aspect. I think Tavondre Sweat's an underrated pass rusher. I think Byron Murphy's an underrated run defender. <laughs> uh, it's going to help both of those guys. And, you know, we were talking about this before the show, and I went and looked it up because I thought, man, these guys are going to increasing their draft stock. They're improving their draft stock right now. I saw a mock draft, and I don't look at any mock draft, but you know some are more credible than others. CBS Sports, uh, Chris Trapasso had a mock draft where he had Byron Murphy getting drafted number five overall to the wow. uh, going. Yeah, exactly <laughs> to the LA Chargers. Jim Harbaugh line of scrimmage. Uh, they just hired the GM Joe Hortiz from um, Baltimore. Baltimore lines of scrimmage. We know how they, that that operation and that uh, uh, that organization is run. Um, they build it from the inside out, so that could happen. Number five overall, that is really really high, really high. Um, but I will say Dane Brugler, who also loves him some some uh, Byron Murphy, 
he had Byron Murphy at number 16 overall in his latest mock draft or one of his latest mock drafts, and he loves him some Byron Murphy. So, I mean, that is a big jump, 16 to 5, but a lot of people have him as one of the top defenders taken in this draft overall. So his draft stock, even without him working out, Coach, is already starting to improve, at least based on some of the draft analysts. Um, and if you look at Tavondre, I mean, Tavondre Switch, is what he did in the Senior Bowl. Hell, he's probably went viral more than any of the other linemen out there and some of the other highlights he had in practice. His stock is improving. Here's the, the nugget that I had. We talked about this before the show. I went and looked up the top 16 highest-paid defenders based on average annual salary in the NFL. Eight of the top 16, that's half of them, are interior D linemen. Eight of the top 16 are interior D linemen. You're talking about uh, – it's a bunch of different guys too, from a, and a lot of different uh, football teams and for a lot of different reasons. But I went and looked it up. You got Aaron Donald, Quentin Williams, Jeffrey Simmons, Deron Payne, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard – Williams, uh, DeForest Buckner's in there, Javon Hargrave. I was shocked because then D-Tap was not even considered a, a premium position. That's edge rusher. That's cornerback. And yet you're seeing a lot of teams pay D-Tackles a lot of money. I looked up the 12 highest paid defenders in guaranteed salary. Six of the 12 are interior D-linemen. So this is the thing. And here's my theory, Coach. And it's it's actually a simple one. And I think the NFL stats back it up. If you go look at the NFL that there are two deep safety numbers, two deep safety rates, uh, which is the rate that they have two high safeties. Um, it has increased every year. Uh, it's gone from 37% in 2018 to 44% in 2021. And you have a lot of teams that on early downs, they're having like 50% of their early down, first and second down uh, reps and snaps or with two deep safeties. So if you have two deep safeties, as you know, you can't really load the box. That means you're playing with a light box. A light box is when you have fewer defenders than you have blockers. And more and more, the NFL wants to play the light box because they believe that the passing game is where the most of the explosive plays come from. They're trying to limit explosive plays. And the passing game is more efficient. The old Bill Walsh quote, right? Bill Walsh believed explosive play margin, most important stat in football. Why? Because human error. If you have a 13, 14, 15 play drive, that is really tough to do because there's a chance human error among the 11 guys on your offense based on precision execution. One of those 11 guys is going to screw it up. They're going to have a missed block. They're going to have a penalty. They're going to run the wrong route, quarterback with a bad pass, whatever. All right. If you want to eliminate human error, you want to have shorter drives they have shorter drives, you need chunk yardage plays, explosive plays. Most of those come in the passing game. That makes a six, seven play drive, not a 13, 14 play drive where human error can come back to bite you in the butt. So defenses have decided, all right, we're going to let them run the football. We'll give them favorable numbers in the running game in the NFL, but we're going to defend the passing game and we're going to defend against the explosive plays in the passing game. So we'll win the numbers advantage in the passing game and we'll essentially invite them to run. And, and, and that way we'll force them to march the length of the field and we'll just play red zone defense. More and more defense in the NFL built that way. The key to that is if you play with the lighter box, you need bigger bodies in the box. So if they can take on more offensive blockers, Tavon J. Sweat, 365 pounds, 6'4", whatever he is, 
he demands a double team. He's he's a man and a half on defense. So essentially, my light box, I can I can almost match the numbers advantage if you have to put if you have to actually use two blockers to block my one defender, then the numbers advantage flips back in my favor and I can play with a lighter box, which is what a lot of NFL teams are figuring out. And that's why they're putting a premium, even though it's not a premium position, on interior D tackles who can rush the passer but also be stout in the run because that way they can play with a lighter box and defend the pass with numbers in the passing game. It's happening all around the league, and I think that's why those young men coaching are going to make a whole lot of money in the NFL because they're the best two D tackles coming out this year. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Defensive linemen, they are a premium, even even uh, in college, we're trying, you know, recruiting defensive linemen. It's tough. There's been there's been times, you know, when. I, I remember working with Oscar Giles, you know, and lo- looking at high school prospects and it's like, you know, the state of Texas one year was really low. We, we didn't, we didn't have any, you know, for a long time, we, everybody we were looking at was out of state. It was just a bad year for defensive linemen. When you look at a, a defensive lineman's mentality, the makeup, it's so much, they have to bring so much more to the table than an offensive lineman. You know, yeah. they've got to have quickness. They've got to have strength. They got to be mean. They got to, they got to love contact. They got to have that drive, you know. It's just a- after you get blocked four or five times and on your pass rush, and you don't get close to the quarterback, you know. A lot of people are just like, man, I, I, you know, I'm wasting my time trying. But those guys got to, they got to go back and bring it every down, yeah. every down, every down. And you know, this just, it's just hard to find guys that have that athleticism that you need on the defensive line to be able to go. Uh, horizontally on the line of scrimmage and make plays, run guys down, as well as, uh, you know, contain a quarterback, even sack a quarterback, have that timing we were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. how many offensive linemen can jump up and bat a ball down, you know, I don't know. The timing, but, right, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's, a, it's a whole different skill set. It's, it, you know, it's, it, it's an offensive lineman plus uh, a lot more. And so, uh, of course, I always like to have those. I like to recruit offensive linemen who would make good defensive linemen, but I didn't mm. let him go to defense. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But, but anyway, that's, a, that, that's another uh, football theory broadcast right there. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch that one at another time, but it is going to be interesting to see, to see where those guys land in the draft. And either way, uh, I, I think I'll be shocked if we don't have the top two defensive linemen taken in the draft. 
Yeah, uh, definitely the first two D tackles taken because that's they they they're unbelievable. And like I said, I think they're impressing the scouts now even more so behind the scenes because it seems like their draft stock seems to be improving. So uh, kudos to Tavondre Sweat. Uh, see what he does in the actual Senior Bowl, but the practices are what matter more. And uh, my man Byron Murphy, whenever he gets a chance to work out, uh, a lot of these scouts really excited to see what he brings to the table. All right, let's move on to. Yeah, I guess this is bad news, or at least it's um, unfortunate news for Texas. Texas is going to lose their director of player personnel. Uh, Billy Glasscock, who's been uh, with Sark building this roster um, since he got here and has helped him recruit top five classes in 2024, 2023, and 2022, um, he is actually um, leaving to take a role as the GM the general manager for Ole Miss uh, with Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin and Sark are friends. Can I ask you this, Coach? Strange, I'm asking you about this. What about poaching coaching staffs? You, I mean, Sark credits Nick Saban for saving his life. Yet he still took coaches from his staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and everybody understands that. And I guarantee okay. Sark, got, Sark got a call. Sark got a call before that went down. I mean, you know. Okay. Yeah, you don't do that. You you give them a courtesy call. And and really, you know, as a head coach, I've never been a head coach at the college level, but you know, you want your coaches to be happy. You want them to, you know, do well enough on your staff that that people do uh want to to come in and rob rob your staff of guys because of the success that you've had and the the job that they've done. So, you know, it's a catch twenty two for a coach. You 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 get a coach that does a great job on your staff, yeah, some people are gonna want him, you know, and and even uh, player personnel, when you build the roster that they've built, uh, yeah, people, they want some of that, uh, you know, on, on their staff. So, and, and really, I, I'm assuming the general manager is somewhat like, uh, you know, chief of staff. I know that was uh, the first thing probably when Tom Herman came in mm-hmm. that, that I, first time I'd heard of chief of staff on the UT, uh, on the Texas uh, football uh, staff. But, you know, they're, they're kind of the... Uh, almost like the athletic director of football, you know, yeah. I mean, they answer to one person, you know, they answer to the head football coach and he, they take care of all the stuff uh, that the head football coach needs him to take care of fill in the blank. It could be anything. So I don't know if, if he's going to be more of a, you know, just overall, he, you know, all the people, all the support staff answer to him, the recruiting staff answers mm-hmm. to him, the academic staff answer to him, wait staff. I mean, everybody, you know, uh, it, it's kind of a buffer so the head coach can stay focused on his on his job and let that guy take care of the day-to-day stuff that the coach doesn't need to be, you know, messing with. I've heard some head coaches, I actually worked for one one head coach uh, in college who said, you know, I don't want to know about it unless, you know, uh, it can affect my job. If it can affect my job, I want to know about it. If, it, if it's not going to affect my job, y'all handle it, you know. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's nice to have a guy like that. I didn't work with Billy Long, you know. I, I was – there a little bit on the, the the crossover whenever Sark came in. I, I kind of uh, stayed around for a few months and helped him, you know, find my successor and and uh, you know get him trained up a little bit on what I was doing as at that time was the director of high school relations. But uh, Billy's Billy's impressive. Uh, obviously, the proof is in the pudding. The job that they've done, um, it's a little bit. Uh, it can be a little bit misleading. Sometimes they call him director of recruiting, you know, you think, okay, well, this guy has got to have a great personality. He's got to be outgoing. No, this guy's behind the scenes. He's not, 
he's not dealing. When I was when I was with Tom Herman, we had a we had a great guy. Uh, Derek Chang was the was the mm -hmm. uh, director of player personnel. Yeah, good mine, great guy. Derek is not going to win any personality contest. He's not mm -hmm. going to, you know, be the one you put in front of all all your recruits. But nobody was going to outwork him, and he was one of the smartest humans I've ever been around in my life. And he was great at. at Urban Meyer basically trained him, you know, when he was at. Uh, with, at Ohio State, actually put him under Tom Herman, but uh, you know he's been with some great staff. So he, like I said, he's not the kind of guy that that, uh, contrary to what some people may think, is the face of the program with recruits. Even though that's kind of their department, it's really more what you you were talking about, uh, building that roster and understanding, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, visiting with with the head coach and and the coordinators on. You know how many high school kids we need to take. How many? You know, here's where we at with. Here's where we're at with our numbers, and then and then really, along with his recruiting staff, uh, getting a head start on those young kids. You know, those those 26 yeah. kids, those 27 kids. You know, and just just trying to get them on the radar early, and just spending tons of time watching. You know, watching that film and working closely with the staff, knowing what their needs are. You know, and then then he'll probably have somebody on the staff who uh, I know that's the way Sark did it, who, who would uh, be in charge of offensive recruiting and another guy would be in charge of defensive recruit personnel, you know, yeah. and, and one guy would sit in with the offensive staff and the other guy would sit in with the defensive staff and just make sure that, that they understand exactly what they're looking for. And then it's those coaches, once those guys have been targeted, it's a coach's responsibility, obviously, to recruit him. Nobody on the staff other than full-time on-the-field coaches can go out on the road recruiting. Anybody can recruit when you're on campus. But when you're off campus, it's just the full-time coaches that can go out and recruit. So they're the face of the program of recruiting. But a guy like Billy works so well behind the scenes with the coaching staff to put together that roster. And it, it's very impressive. I, my understanding, there's, you know, there's a guy on staff there that I worked with for years. In fact, when I was there in 2013, we hired him as a student assistant. Uh, but uh, John Michael uh, Jones is his name, JM, we call him. And he is another guy behind the scenes, uh, hard, hard worker, always. He, he did a great job uh, helping me put together. I was in charge of the walk on program, and he did a great job putting together um, mm. a, a great, incredible list of, of guys to, for us to try to go after and actively recruit uh, walk ons. Um, He's a uh, very smart, innovative, outside the box thinker. Uh, but, you know, I'm hearing some stuff about Brandon Harris possibly being a yeah. guy they move up. Brandon uh, played for, um, I think, originally played for Tom Herman and, Ur Tom Herman and Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Um, maybe, uh, I I'm not sure. I think he was with him at Houston, possibly too. But I've always kind of thought Brandon. I may be wrong, but I, I used I, I thought maybe his goal was to be more to be an on the field coach. Uh, so I don't know if if that's not his goal, then he would probably be a good hire. If that is his goal, I can't see Sark moving, you know, with him to take over that. If his goal is to be an on the field coach, yeah, I, I actually don't know. So, and I I do think he may be the front runner. I think he was a LSU QB, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. Yeah, 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 he was killed back to LSU. Tom yes. Ohio State, but he went to LSU. You're right. I'm yes. And uh, he um, he actually got an offer from Sean McVay to be on Sean McVay's staff in 2021 as an assistant quarterback coach and declined it. I don't know how many people are declining 
coaching offers from Sean McVay because everybody knows getting on Sean McVay staff that puts you on a meteoric rise in the coaching community. Yeah. And yeah. so I think he got a chance to be an on-field coach, passed on it because I think maybe he wants to be in the personnel department. Okay. Um, and, and and I don't know. I don't know. Why else? If you want to be an on-field coach and Sean McVay offers you the chance to be an assistant quarterback coach, coach, do you pass that up? Yeah, no, you don't pass that. You don't, you don't pass, pass that up. That. Only reason you pass that up is you don't really want to go into on-field coaching. You might want to go into the personnel area. Yeah. You might want to go into you know a front office position, essentially. Because I, I don't know when he passed it up, and I thought to myself, that was in 2021. Sean McVay was still – he was hotter than hot. I'm like, why do, who passes that up? All of yeah. Sean McVay's assistants were getting jobs all around the league prematurely. That was a – to me, that, that was eye-opening. Stayed at Texas. He might be the name to look at as a, as a possible in-house – promotion and i almost wonder if that's why sark was you know kind of cool with this letting billy glasscock move on to a gm role with Ole miss he's like no i got a guy we've been working on i got a guy yeah yeah you, yeah that's a great point i didn't realize that i had uh i had left the program at that time so i mm. i wasn't aware of that but uh brand brandon's an he's an impressive guy he doesn't he does a really good job he was uh really uh instrumental when i was there on, on campus recruiting stuff but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, I think, uh, you know, you know as well as I do, guys in situations in programs like Sark, they got, they've always got a short list, you know. Yes, they uh, do. Uh, not just player personnel, but every position coach, every athletic trainer, academic, uh, the, the, the head assistant athletic director for academics, there's a, there's a short list of everybody on the staff, I promise you. And mm. so uh, – well, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes with that, but um, I appreciate the job Billy did. He was, he was. Uh, you didn't, he you never heard much about him, and you yep. don't hear much about those guys because they're certainly behind the scenes and they're not talking to, you know, on three and you know people like us. They, you know, they they're not talking to us. Um, they're just behind the scenes, but the job they do is invaluable. Uh, yeah, and speaking of you know him becoming a GM, there are two official GM titles in major college football now ucla hired a general manager they're done trying to uh, basically put they, they're done trying to promote the facade or the illusion that it's college sports and amateurism they just said no nah, man you're a gm you're not a director player person no no you're a gm you're not a director of recruiting you're a general manager it's becoming more like the pro game and now Ole miss has done it basically hired a general manager how soon till texas football has a general manager coach well, I don't know if it's tit for tat, you know, what, what, you know, chief of staff, they do have a chief of staff. Uh, when I, when I was there, it was Fernando Lobo. who was great. Yeah. In fact, he I know went with Urban Meyer, uh, to mm-hmm. the NFL for a while. And now uh, he's back at the university of Texas as a system athletic director. He was phenomenal. And I would, I would, I would have called him a general manager. He, he handled everything. Everybody answered to him. He had, there wasn't any part of the program outside of what happens on the field that he wasn't that he wasn't over and had his had his uh hands in uh and that's the that's the way it just takes so much load off of the coach and he can he can go to one guy and say hey man i i gotta meet with the ad i can't make it can you go you know whatever i mean he's that level you know can go to the the ad and and you know just kind of be the liaison sometimes or whatever so anyway um I, I don't know, you know, exactly what that means, general manager, but 
if it's chief of staff, then I can understand that. Billy would be great at that. Yeah, I, I imagine there have been a lot of guys who have basically had the role of a general manager. They just haven't had the title. And I think that's that's a new thing in college football, certainly. All right, before we get out of here, Coach, I mean, and he said, I, I like to pick your brain about a lot of different things. Uh, and I'm sure in some way, form or fashion, this will come back to Texas. But there is a belief that you're going to start seeing a lot more college coaches leave to go to the NFL because of the current climate, NIL, transfer portal, a lot of these unchecked, unregulated changes, no guardrails, no checks and balances. Uh, Jeff Halfley, a Boston College head coach, uh, has been named as the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. That's one coach leaving. There's talk that Chip Kelly, once again, has interest in the NFL and that Dan Quinn, who's the new Washington head coach, may look to Chip Kelly as his top guy. Chip Kelly also interviewed with the Raiders. Um, you know, we know Jim Harbaugh is leaving for, I don't know, for other reasons. He's an, he's an NFL guy. What do you think about the belief, the theory, that more and more college coaches are going to see the NFL as attractive because it's all about ball, that we don't have to worry about – you know, the politics of college football and the really the dysfunction, how the dysfunctional nature of college football right now, because you have all these changes, but the NCAA does not really have control. They don't have a vision or a plan. Um, Albert Breer said this, the reality is the lifestyle of college coaches because of the transfer portal, NIL, and the climate in recruiting has made it so more guys are willing to make sacrifices to get to the NFL I don't think Jeff Halfley will be the last major college coach to do so. Pete Thamel said Halfley's reasons for taking this coordinator job are rooted in both the overall state of college football and the opportunity to work for the NFL. He wants to coach football again in a league that is all about football. College coaching has become fundraising, NIL, and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore. Um Matt Miller said, talk to a college coach this week who said life in the NFL is so much better than college. Now we're all trying to get to the league. What are your thoughts? Is this real or is this just some perpetuated narrative and propaganda that has, has caught fire? You know, I think it's very, I think it's very real. Uh, another mm-hmm. thing that, you know, is very obvious, the youth movement going on in the NFL on the used to be yeah. old guys. I mean, they would just, they just recirculate, you know, and um, there is certainly a youth movement in the NFL. A lot of uh, coaches, you know, you'll have a young guy that'll be named a coordinator, or a head coach, and I never even heard of him. You know, yeah. you know, they they don't they're not in the spotlight like you are in college. If you're, you know, if you're an NFL coach and you know you, you know, do something maybe a little shady or whatever, no, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah, in a college you're still considered the mentor, you know, you're still considered, um, you know, somebody that the players look up to and respect and you want to set a good example and all all those things. But uh, I think there's so much to that because of the things that you were talking about, you know, no recruiting and, you know, recruiting is sometimes you've got to babysit a kid for two years, you know, and Matt Brown used to say, uh, getting him to commit is the easy part. Keeping him is the hard part, you know. <laughs> so you you got to kiss babies, you know. You got to hug mamas. You got you know. It's just and and some people. Mac Brown's a great example of that. He loves that kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. if he doesn't love it, he hides it well because that's just his, <laughs> that's just his thing. And some guys are just more more in into that. I love college football. 
so much more than the NFL, just more excitement and just, you know, development of players and the recruiting and all of it. But even though it, it has got the, the, the water has been muddied somewhat by the transfer portal and the NIL stuff. But um, I think uh, another thing that a lot of people don't realize, don't think about is I know that uh, the, the five years I was at Texas, probably at least nine, maybe 10 months out of the year, you're working seven days a week, seven yeah. days a week. Cause you go from in June, you're starting getting ready, you know, for training camp. Then, you know, you obviously through the season, you're going seven days a week. Then as soon as that's over with you, you got recruits in every year on a road, then you got recruits in. And then if you're lucky enough to play in a new year's six bowl, I mean, you know, you, you got, mm -hmm. Yeah. Get back on the road recruiting again, you know, in the signing date. And now they're getting ready. They still got recruits coming in. There'll be a dead period. You may have a little bit of time off, but not, not, you know, not much. And then the next thing you know, you're in spring ball and then you're spring recruiting. Then you got your summer camps and you got kids coming in, uh, in the middle of all that on weekends with unofficial visits and all these things. So it's a beat down now. It is a beat down mm -hmm. in the NFL. You truly get time off. Exactly. I mean, and even and even as a college coach, when you're off, you're not really off. You're always off. <laughs> hey, I got this kid coming in. You know, uh, he, he just passed through town. You know, he wants he wants to come visit with you. You know, where are you at? Well, I'm in the Bahamas. Well, I need yeah. you back because we need you. You know, you're the DB coach. We need you to visit with this guy. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, so it's you're always on call. And in the NFL, my understanding is that when you're off, you're off. You know, mm -hmm. yep. you don't got to babysit guys. Um, you know, it's just uh, relationships aren't important, as important in the NFL. I think, not. I think we're seeing with the Detroit Lions that it probably more important than people thought it was because his players love him. They love to they play do him. You know? Yeah. And that's a that's a big deal. But I just know. And he's hired all players, coach. He's hired players. Remember, most of his coaching staff are former players. Yeah. He's hired awesome. like NFL players. So they kind of yeah. all get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you you know you you've been in the league, uh, you know, and and my boys told me the same thing. It's the, one of the different things is about when the NFL when practice so with you all go home, you yeah, know, you, you don't hang out in the dorm, you don't, and in the off season you don't hang out, you know, working doing off season together. Everybody goes their separate ways. So do the coaches, and and that really is nice to have a downtime and not be let your let your per, player personnel staff. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and general manager and all those people take scouts, take care of the draft. You know, I, I know they're, they're, they're involved in it to a certain extent, but uh, you nice don't got to recruit those guys. And, and when he mm -hmm. gets to the NFL, it don't matter if, you know, if they don't like you, they don't like you. I'm sure there's tons of people that hate their coach and their coach probably hates him, but it's business. It is all business. business. Yep. And so you don't have to worry about, oh, this guy's going to transfer portal just because, you know, I, I I was, you know, I hadn't been treating him good or I hadn't been whatever. No, nah, that's none of that stuff matters in the NFL. So it is, it is uh, pure football. And, uh, but, you know, some of them just, just love the excitement and, and everything that goes in with college football. I do, I do too. And, and one thing that we probably didn't mention, it's very obvious too. You don't got to mess with, you don't got to mess with the big money donors. Mm -mm. You don't got to mess with the alumni. You don't got to mess nope. with letters making them feel welcome any of that stuff. none of that none, none of, of that. that PR stuff you're not involved in any of that stuff it's all about what did you win and plus in the nfl you're a 500 coach it, it, it's not you're 500 coach at university of texas or 
or A&M or Oklahoma, you're probably going to be looking for a job if it happens, you know, more than once. Uh, but in the NFL, it just seems to be, you know, there's not that many, you know, how long has it been Don Shula and the Dolphins since anybody's gone undefeated through the whole entire season? That was what in the 70s, I yeah. think, maybe. So, well, yeah, the, pa- the Patriots had an undefeated regular season in 07, but they lost in the Vosa. But you're right, it doesn't happen. You don't go undefeated in the league. That's not yeah, The league is no. made for you to go 500. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're 500, you're probably okay. And if you're not okay, <laughs> somebody else is probably going to hire you. You know, that's just the way the league works. Uh, look, nah. look, look at Cliff Kingsbury. You know, he gets fired at uh, – at Texas Tech, and then you know gets a head job with with Arizona Cardinals. Well, that's because they you know? that's because Cliffy knows quarterbacks. He's about to get hired again as an OC because Cliffy knows QBs. Yeah, right. The NFL yeah. is all about quarterbacks. That's why those young guys are getting the jobs because the young guys they have the ability to rehabilitate, resuscitate, and be able to maximize quarterback skill sets. It, it's a big thing, especially that Sean McVay, Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan coaching tree there. Um, all right, good stuff there, Coach. Before we get out of here, uh, once again, give it a thought, uh, give a, a shout-out to our sponsor, Laura Baker. We appreciate her. She is an accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker, and Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Give her a shout today at 512-784-0505. That's 512-784-0505. Five. Thank you to Laura Baker and the uh, Andy Allen team at Keller Williams. Uh, all right, coach. Great stuff. As always, I appreciate the insight. Sorry I kept you so long. I do it all the time, but we always have oh, such a good, good time. It, it just flies by on this coach flies by. Yeah, Thank you guys out there for listening and watching another edition of football theory. We'll be back next week to talk more Texas football. And until then, hook them. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.